You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. And welcome, everybody, to the first Slopes cast of 2022. Did you have a good Christmas and New Year, Grizzly? Yeah, it was pretty damn good, I'd like to think. Very, yeah. very happy with the results of the Christmas. Um, yeah. I'd but... like to think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got family together, which we was un- unable to do last year, uh, you know, due to reasons. Uh, so it's great to see everyone back together. It was genuinely a fantastic time. Uh, it's the new year now, though. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got a new podcast. We're going to be we're looking at ways where we can improve the podcast in regards to we may be put, looking into the realms of uploading the podcast in video format for Spotify users out there. But Ooh. one step at a time, one step at a time. Exciting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um uh yeah, like like I say, numbers are going from strength to strength. So everyone out there that's listening in on podcast services, whatever podcast service you listen to, please do give us a little review. Um, because it's helping us. It definitely is helping us. We know you guys that are doing it, and we can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, yeah. So we got quite a few little top uh, quite a few little. We've got quite a few big topics to be chatting about today um six plus a few more as per usual and yep. uh, as per usual grizzly's going to be the person that talks us through those six plus a few let us proceed so this week on the slopes cast we are talking about the sonic lego set which we previously spoke about but now it's actually a tangible thing which you can buy right now mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to talk about that um, and then we're going to talk about the Mortal Kombat Trilogy remake, which was pitched and it's now got a petition to actually make it into a real tangible thing that you can buy, hopefully, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldeneye is potentially becoming a real tangible thing in which you can buy on modern consoles. So that's really exciting. Um, and that's all thanks to uh, achievements lists being leaked. Um Talk about intangible things for a change, you know, just to keep things different. Uh, we're going to talk about a Doom modder, which has uh, dealt with a certain monkey invasion of the NFT variety in their own uh, very, very humorous way. Uh, Sunset Riders, again, intangible. Let's keep this theme going. As it's for some yeah. reason, it's fun. Uh, Sunset Riders uh, gets a new arcade port for the Sega Mega Drive. And questionably tangible <laughs> we talk about the amico's user interface yeah it's one of our first ra- yeah. um if you've got your bingo uh bingo cards lego and- lego was finally released sonic the hedgehog official lego that's outside of the lego dimensions things i mean you had that but other than that there's never been proper sonic lego now grizzly how many sets have you got coming <laughs> two right yes uh, the same amount as the like the the new film uh i had to get two of these one because i i won't forgive myself if i didn't have one that was still sealed and mint and kept forever Mm -hmm. um but i really want to play with it and in truth i've never opened like my own set of lego like a proper build your own set with like a theme or anything apart from lego dimensions which i don't really count Right. So this is really exciting. It's going to be my first experience doing that. Okay. And it's probably going to kick off some sort of obsession. Uh, but yeah, it had to be Sonic. And I'm really surprised that it took an ideas set for this to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Um, like, Don't get me wrong. I think it looks nice. Um, but it does look incredibly basic. Yes. Shall we show them what we could have won? <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, if you can get me a link, I'll have a look. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I also have this. I have this coming. Um, if I had the money, um, which I don't, <laughs> I would love to get like a hundred sets of this or something stupid and recreate the entire level one of Sonic because they would pay for themselves. Uh, that YouTube video would do very, very, very well. That would be a million view hit. I've created the first level in Sonic in that new Sonic Lego. It would just do so well. Uh, but oh, then yeah. you'd also need to find 50 people that would buy two sets just for you um, and then get them all to buy it. And then get, it sounds like the biggest headache in the world, but I, I'm sure someone out there is already in the bar, in the works to do something like that. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it looks I'd... nice, but... Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's clearly some room for expansion here. So mm -hmm. um, if you notice on the bottom of the platform, there's actually two little pegs. Now, they show in the video that you can switch around the sets and then reconnect them into each other to essentially create your own version of, like, a Green Hill Zone. However, there are always two prongs exposed, which leads me to believe that they have thoughts that, well, if this is going to be successful, why don't we uh why don't we expand on this and add chemical plant zone or studiopolis zone all of those levels which people really really like from the more modern uh sonic games and you can also kind of see that in the way they changed it from the sonic mania set into uh the sonic the hedgehog set yeah so i i really like the possibility that they're going to expand on this and potentially create like one long diorama, which is loads of different levels. So what uh, we're seeing on the screen here uh, for the people listening is the original Sonic Mania Lego Ideas submission. So the original person who created this was credited as the reason the Sonic um, Sonic set was created. However, they've changed it quite drastically. They have uh, from what they was have. originally shown. I, I do think there's certain elements to the new set, uh, the, the one that we're actually getting that does look better. Yeah. Like the water effects look a lot nicer now. Um, if I go back to the original, you can see they look a lot nicer. Um, the palm tree, everything looks a bit nicer. It looks a bit more 3D. It almost looks like um, like a Sonic Generation set rather than a Sonic Mania set. Yes, uh, I did note that, actually, because the even though we've got the black eyes Sonic, whereas the original Dimension set had the green eyes, so they clearly have taken inspiration from like the original like classic Sonic. But that that just opens up the possibility for them to make modern sets or, mm -hmm. or what have you. So I don't know. Those blind it's... bags. There's no way they're not going to do blind bags. Oh God. Yeah. And I'll be no doubt. I'll be buying every single last one of them because I am such a, uh, such an easy mark for stuff like this. And you're talking about Lego here. That stuff never loses. It's like, nostalgic or like intrinsic value that you, mm -hmm. you know i i once likened it to like when you buy lego bricks it's almost like buying gold because there's really always is, some yeah. sort of like basic economy ba attached to it you know it's, it's insane it's worth its weight in bricks <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so I'm, I'm excited but also very nervous for my wallet at what they bring out after this Too um right. It is a nice, uh, you know what? Now I go back and look at the originals. It is a nice first set compared to those, but um, uh, I instantly want more. And it's quite weird for the Lego Ideas range to have a set that's, I don't know, a little bit like the Mario set, where it's like constantly they're going to constantly release things that get added onto it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, can we all yeah. agree it's a damn sight better looking than that Mario set that they've been working on? Well, you know, at least they didn't like malform. Um, Sonic into something completely unrecognizable just because they wanted it to be different. This looks Spot true to the me. game. <laughs> I mean, we've got this Lego uh, Luigi's Mansion, which was also announced around the same time. Uh, I think you just clicked onto it. Tell but yeah, what, like, I mean, look at that. It's like, yeah, sure, it's fun for kids, but why? They actually are quite impressive, some of the uh, Mario sets. Uh, I've got, there's uh, Bowser's Castle. Yeah. Oh my god, I've got loads of enemies dropping on me. This basically my son has so much of it, he can't he hasn't got the shelf space for it. And he likes to when he has friends over, like, do you want to see my dad's office? And, like show him like that I've got like 150 Switch games. So I um I said, look, yeah, let me set up a few uh drawers, uh, a few uh levels for you on my shelves. And uh, I put some LED lights in there and he can now have it. So you can push a button and it all goes red and there's buttons where it all goes blue and everything else. I mean, if you were a kid, it's awesome yeah um and he does spend a long time doing it all 
he has all this, but if they're so basic. They're so so basic. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I the terrain looks great. I don't like the fact that the characters are all made up of smaller bricks, like the Robotnik in the Sonic set, because it mm-hmm. doesn't look like the characters, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. It would be really cool if they just, you know, tried to make their own little molds and what have you. But at the end of the day, Lego are a company. They're not going to spend thousands, thousands of dollars remolding everything. That's why the majority of the Sonic set stickers as opposed to like printed decals. They certainly know how to save money. But yeah, yeah. I, I like it still. I mean, 60 quid's not bad for this, really. That I, I was actually quite reasonably surprised by that. That, that, that. They could probably chuck 100 on this, knowing Lego, but they didn't. So that's a good thing. Now, are we going to see a Lego Sega, uh, Lego Sega Mega Drive to go with the Lego NES? Now, that is a de- definite day one purchase for me. I didn't get the NES one. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, the Mega Drive, any, any Sega system, they, they would do the Mega Drive first. Of course they would. Is a day one purchase for me. Too that right. would be so stunning, and they could t- totally do it. A little spinny telly, like with Sonic running along, just like they did with the Mario one. It would work. Make it a bit yeah. more '90s rather than wood grain, like the uh, Sonic the Mario one kind of looks like. I'd yeah. be all about it. And besides, they they should know that the uh, the Mega Drive would do better in the EU for sure, because that's yeah. you know true to life. Yeah, well, there we go. Anyway, it's a thing. It's finally happening. I got my confirmation this morning that they've been dispatched. Uh, well, I've only got one coming, but it's been dispatched. <laughs> and um, yeah, keep an eye on the uh, on the streams because I'll probably stream me putting it together. I don't imagine it's going to take much longer than half an hour to an hour. It looks quite basic. Um, oh, yeah. So um, yeah, keep an eye out because I, I probably will live stream it um, because, hey, heck, why not? It's Sonic, Sega, and Lego. I like that stuff. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Let's turn the camera on. So, yeah, there we go. Lego's doing that thing. Moving Lego on to the Streets ne- of Rage. Now, that's oh, a guarantee oh, of something that will never oh, happen. <laughs> oh. I would love for that to happen. It ain't ever going to happen. I, I almost have tears coming to my eyes that wish that it would. It ain't going <laughs> to Yeah. Right. Uh, that's not a time open. Here we go. So, Kickstarter campaign for Mortal Kombat Trilogy Remake with Unreal Engine 5. Do you want this to happen? Yes, absolutely. Um, So it's not really a Kickstarter campaign. It's more of just like this change.org petition. Um, This this, uh, footage has been going around for a good while now. Uh, I think there's a YouTube link in the the doc. But um, so... um, I first heard about this on Matt McMuscle's uh, like What Happened series. If anyone's familiar with that, um, good, good, it's, it's good a great, channel. great series, great channel as well. Um, but they uh, Matt looked at the one of the many Mortal Kombat trilogy remasters that just was pitched and never really went anywhere. And this is the one that had the most legs. I mean, look at that style. It looks quite polished, and some people might be irked by the, you know, the kind of uncanny, uncanny valley movement. But when you consider that this is all computer generated, uh, and it's using the original likenesses um, to create something that looks far more modernized, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So this was originally pitched to Ed Boon, um, the NeverRealm Studios uh, execs. And Warner Brothers essentially turned around and said, sorry, you can't do it because you guys are too new. We can't entrust an important franchise like Mortal Kombat to someone that's very fledgling. You've never had like, a game to your name. You're just, you're just doing this. Um, however, they, the guys behind it who are iballistic is the development team. They're so tenacious that they're trying to get this pitch off the ground so hard. And to be honest, it sh- I, in my opinion, this should have happened like for Xbox Live uh, years and years ago because yeah. the, it looks really good. It's exactly the kind of look you would expect from one of those HD remasters of a classic game. Um, and to be honest, I feel like it, we haven't seen like the original Mortal Kombat trilogy for some time, like in any any sort of like HD remake, yeah. not since Xbox 360 era. So I think it's it's ripe time to get that original like Mortal Kombat experience back and we're looking at an anniversary this year I believe I believe so yes yes uh, it's actually one of my complete histories on the list to be doing this year because of that uh, anniversary 
Uh, I'll see if I actually do end up doing it, but that's that's one of my big ones I want to do. Um, I've just noticed, is that like Pac-Man up on the... It is, isn't it? Pac-Man on the wall. <laughs> and the ghost. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want it to happen. The original Mortal Kombat, I've got a lot of nostalgia for. I bought that game when it came out, and I, I played it to death. Um, but going back and playing it, it's a bare-bones game, big time. I really do think Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 are the, uh, the, the, the remakes that I want the most. I'd love to go back to number one just to check it out and experience it, but 2 and 3, they're the ones for me to really, really, really get to grips with because um, I feel like after that, they, 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 went, they started going down different paths. You have the different, different uh, uh, sets of Mortal Kombat type games. You had the weird 3D games uh, and obviously the, the, the much better, um, uh, uh, what was it? Did it start with eight or nine? Mortal Kombat 9, 10, X, all that sort of stuff. They were, they were yeah. like, the, you know, they were like new age Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they but were no, supposed to be like remakes in, like they, they rebooted the, the, the original trilogy, yeah. didn't they? But um, I, 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 I would be happy, I would be happy to go back to these. But at the same time, I don't know, like, don't be wrong, I'd love for it to happen, but I don't know if I'd buy it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if honesty. what they're what they're trying to pitch it as is like a forty dollar like package where you get all three of the games, all of the original content, arcade perfect style gameplay. Um, that sounds reasonable to me, considering that that translates to about forty pound over here, even though it shouldn't. Um, mm. And that that seems very reasonable for something that's quite as classic as this. Um, it'd be nice if they rebalanced it so the bosses weren't as rubbish as they were in the originals but uh yeah. um i i i just love projects like this and uh one thing i noticed in the chat is a lot of people were saying this looks as good as it did on the mega drive and i know what you mean by that that means it, it looks as good as you remember it looking so this mm -hmm. is the kind of where your brain would fill in the gaps when yeah, you're a yeah, kid yeah. you wouldn't see the the blockiness of the pixels um you only remember those fondly now but this is exactly the the kind of look and feel that the originals had way back when. So yeah, it, it definitely looks better than the Mega Drive version, yeah, and some. Uh, it's a beautiful homage to it. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna show some original here. <laughs> I think there's like two to three frames of animation for the kick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, now, now this is uh, yeah. Yeah. I will say, go. I will say, it holds up. It doesn't it that the original. Yeah, it does. It does. I, 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 like I say, though, I think when you jump between Mortal Kombat uh, one to like Mortal Kombat two or three on the Mega Drive, you really do see the 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 the, the jumping quality even on the same system. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a nicer looking game, and there's a lot more to it. Um, it's 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 fairly unbalanced, but that's Mortal yeah, Kombat in yeah, a nutshell. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, uh, I, I I liked it. I I thought it was really good, but. Um, I, I I don't know if I'd go back to it, if honest. Uh, I'd go back to experience it and go, oh, this is pretty cool. But then I, I I don't see myself putting a heavy amount of time into it. At least let's put it that way. The truth is, you know, they probably won't greenlight a project like this unless they can get it onto a stage like Evo. It's mm -hmm. not really for you know. That's the longevity of a fighting game uh, platform. They don't do it for the fun anymore. They do it because they want to sell you DLC characters. They want to sell you esports experience they want to keep the longevity of the game going for as long as possible mm -hmm. um that's the sad fact of it i just hope that they can do something you know consumer friendly for a change and then can release something like this and then you know just get people uh tickling the nostalgia vibes in a good way and unlike that awful oh, well, i'd love for it to Matrix happen resurrections i don't <laughs> believe it will yeah i don't believe it will i because I, I do think Stuff like this, when it, if if it did go ahead, people would play it, and if it played exactly like the original, uh, people are like, "Oh, this doesn't play as well as I remember." Mm. You know, well, there is that, but you know, you can't change that really, because if you no, if of you course change, you can't. If you change it, people can be complaining that it doesn't play as they remember. So, yeah, for what you wish for, guys. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not as positive as I was expecting to be, but anyway, yeah. uh, here's something like that. Everyone's a little bit excited about I would say. I know you are. Yeah. Yes. So this should have happened years ago. Um mm. but uh, I think it's I think it's safe to say at this stage that GoldenEye is going going to return to modern consoles at least uh, at least the Xbox, right? Because the achievement list is right here in front of us and that usually means when you see an achievement list as as like this, 
you're looking at less than a month till release. Um, that's not backed up by any information or sources, by the no, way. No, no, no. That's purely speculation. So you have to take it anything <laughs> like this with a pinch of salt. But when it comes to an, when it comes to release games coming out um, on Xbox, the achievement list is a dead giveaway. Yeah. At no point has an achievement list been released for a game that's never released. So I think that's safe to say that it's coming soon. Now, the question is, is whether it's going to be that uh, remastered version or whether it it's going to be, be. the original I'm sure it will be. version. Yeah. That's my, I'm going to put my money on that. Like, yeah. uh, again, like Mortal Kombat, people are going to realize that this isn't, doesn't play as well as they remember. Uh, so they need to have that remastered version. Yeah. So uh, Chef Matic asks, didn't they in theory make this achievement list years ago when the game was almost released on Xbox 360? Yes. But the difference is, is they didn't release it then. Mm -hmm. So this means that it's released onto a public build server of some kind for this to arrive. Yeah. You could you could data mine all of that information. I mean, that's where the original footage of the Xbox 360 remaster came from. But this is, achievements are usually like the last thing that gets designed because they're that's based on the game being complete. Yeah. Um. So, you know, <laughs> I think at this stage it's it's pretty safe to say it's coming. It is indeed. So this is a this is a day one purchase for you, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Because the uh the perfect dark uh, I might not even need to because if it goes on Game Pass, hey, it's free. Um, the perfect dark remake was really good in the same vein. Um, this is the reason why I was so hyped when I first saw this uh, this gameplay. I absolutely love Goldeneye. I still think it holds up. Like if you remember how to hold an N64 controller, you can still play that game as good as you did back then. Mm -hmm. um, although the slowdown is a real kicker, but to be able to play in with these updated graphics, 60 frames per second, smooth but still original, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's got to be done. Yeah, yeah. I won't be buying it, but um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I think it's all right. I I I think I just got into it too late. Um, yeah. So a lot of people, what when they say a oh, lot like, of the, uh, the the controls doesn't feel don't uh, don't feel right and all that sort of stuff. I was experiencing it that for the first time. Like this is a revolutionary game. Um, yeah. There's there's absolutely no doubt about it. It's like unbelievably revolutionary. It's it's it's, it's a it's a game changer, as they say. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta take you got to take into account that this game created so much, like the sniper rifle, mm. being able to zoom in through a scope. That was not done before Goldeneye came along. Not in the 3D space like this. No. Um, then I was looking into things like the way explosions worked, the way the physics worked, the headshots that was created with Goldeneye. Yeah. You know, they they didn't have like kill zones like that in any other game. You know, not in the not in the first person shooter like this. So mm -hmm. it's responsible for so much, and you've just got to tip your hat with respect to that. For sure, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited that this is finally happening. Um, it's, it's like one of those things that when like a new Star Wars trailer or a new Zelda trailer drops, I wish I was part of the hype, and I try yeah. and push myself to be part of it. And I understand why people are part of it. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, I can imagine though. Um, I can imagine like MGM or Eon Studios, the guys who uh, handle the Bond license, I'll bet they're spitting that people know about this. Mm -hmm. oh. Because this is the kind of thing that, you know, gets people on side. They turn around and say, we are releasing Goldeneye in its original true form and in a remastered form where everyone's going to be really happy with us for a change, as opposed to all the people that got angry at that 2007 Goldeneye remake. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, now it, it kind of feels like the... The excitement's been blown. <laughs> I yeah, can imagine yeah, they're a bit miffed about that before they open it up, really. But uh, yeah, that's what's happened here. But um, no, I mean it's uh, it's exciting if you like that game. I I'm sure there's some. I, I, I think there's people out there that like it. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a, there's a, just a couple. Just a couple. I'm one of those. I'm one of those two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have heard of this game before. <laughs> Another game I've heard of and I like a lot more, uh, which is pretty insane, but not for me. Sunset Riders. I love yeah. Sunset Riders. I saw this and I was like, oh man, how have I not done a Sunset Riders complete history yet, actually? I need to get on that. I need to get on that. Now, this story was actually written up by the awesome Steeker. Steeker, the um, yeah. guy helped me with my Paprium uh, video. Paprium video. Send some or love Paprium. to Steeker. 
Yeah, definitely. Go check out Stika, ST1KA, over on YouTube. Uh, very, very, very good channel. Very good channel indeed. And he has uh, recently put out um, a little article saying that the arcade version of Sunset Riders is going to be ported to the Genesis slash Mega Drive. Ooh. Yeah, so um, the differences are, because uh, people might be going, hang on, Sunset Riders was the arcade thing. So what was different about the Mega Drive version as opposed to the arcade version is that you were missing like player characters, quite a few levels were missing, yeah. and I believe some of the effects, the controls were slightly different. Not unlike, whereas the Super Nintendo version was a bit more faithful, which is a bit unheard of because normally Mega Drive was the home of arcade perfect ports. Yeah, but bring the arcade go. experience home. But what's really cool is that these modders, um, and I really should call them out for being super, super cool, uh, is, uh, let's see, what's the name? Uh, Pyron and Tiago SC. Um, they have taken some of the assets from the arcade release and made it completely viable for the Sega Mega Drive, which is very impressive, gotta say. Yeah, it's very, very cool. It's, mm. th th this, this sort of stuff's happening definitely on a weekly basis because we keep covering these sort of topics and uh we're not getting sick of them keep them coming uh i mean this is awesome news well, yeah definitely yeah yeah i mean it, it, it's a bit of a it's happening not really much else to say <laughs> but there was no way we couldn't add it in here uh it, it, this is a great thing that's in I, I i'm all about this sunset riders is a great game i mean for people that are listening in we're watching some gameplay footage here and i'm like i just instantly not to be nasty to everyone here, I want to stop and I want to play some Sunset Riders. It's such yeah. a good game. It's such a good game. I'm not yeah, going to do that, though. Sunset Riders and Wild Guns uh, are two yeah. fantastic arcade games that just do not get the love these days. And I know they re-released Wild Guns recently. Mm -hmm. in Reloaded. But uh, Sunset Riders feels like almost like the runt compared to that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, show this one some love in any form you can. Yeah, uh, it's truly unique for the 16-bit era. I mean, look, they're running on cows. What's not to like? <laughs> and uh, I, and also, yeah, an, another shout out to Wild Guns because Wild Guns Reloaded is a game that every person needs on their PS4, Switch, or whatever. It's it's perfect for the Switch. I absolutely adore Wild Guns. I I, I that's going to be up there, one of my most played games on the Switch, and I can almost never complete it because it's so hard, but it's so enjoyable. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. So, uh, yeah, Definitely. go check out both those. And, uh, hey, more Sunset Riders for the Mega Drive. Nothing but a good thing. almost forgot my own saying there, then. Oof. Yeah. Now it's time to... Uh, Amigo! Let's Actually, bring the Amigo we lovers skipped... In. By the way, we skipped a topic. We will come back I'll... to it. Oh, we <laughs> yeah, can come we back have... to it. Okay, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, yes, we did, didn't we? I can see now. Yeah. Right. The Intellivision Amico finally showed off its user interface. Oh, my God. Was you worried about not seeing the user interface, Grizzly? <laughs> I know I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was morbidly curious because people were worried that it didn't exist. I seem yeah. to recall it being a thing where they're like going, oh, you've, you've spent two years or however long you've been talking about the Amico, and we haven't even seen what happens when you turn it on. So we don't believe that this device is a real thing. Um, mm. And I can kind of see where people are coming from with that. But really, it feels like Tommy and co kind of just did this to say, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that impression. I get that yeah. impression. Um, so there's going to have to be some describing going on here for obviously people that are listening in and uh, on the old podcast services. Um, so yeah, this is the uh, Intellivision Amico user interface. What we're looking at is a very Space Channel 5 aesthetic. Um, I'm going to go one further. I'm going to suggest on. that if you have a PlayStation Vita, you know what the Amico UI looks like. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So on the left-hand side of the screen, you've got My Games, which is like a little uh, uh, category, and it's all done in a sort of a, a, a zoomed-in sort of effect. And underneath My Games, you'll have spinning little globes that will basically have your icons in, just like it looks like on the Vita. As soon as I saw this, the first thing that came to my mind was Vita. I scrolled down to the comments. People were talking about the Vita. It looks just like that. Where on the right hand, uh, on the right hand side of the screen, you have got that sort of what I say that that curved Space Channel Five. What the future is going to look like in the 1970s style television that's showing off the gameplay. 
Now, yeah. if you scroll up and down, you have different uh, uh, modes, uh, sorry, different genres, things like sports or party, kids, uh, family games, action games. And if you have a game that's multiplayer and it's action and it's, I don't know, platforming or whatever else, it will pop up in several lists at the same time. Now, what I will say is I think that is actually a really good idea because I was out in the um, game room, my my game room, uh, with my wife the other day, and she's like, let's play on the Switch. And my wife's not a big gamer. So I was like, oh, wow, yeah, let's play on the Switch. And I was like, so what game should we play? And we're just looking at my massive list of Switch games on my Switch console, and I'm just scrolling through, and I'm just like, it would actually be really cool if there was a category which just showed you all of the multiplayer games the same way this does. So I actually think this looks quite nice, and I feel like some of the bigger consoles could take away from it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I haven't. there's not really much else to say. Uh, if you own a physical copy of a, any game, uh, when I say physical copy, you know what I mean? Physical media, don't uh, take it out of context. A tippy tappy card, yeah. Yeah, the cap- tappy tappy card. When you put that on your console, uh, as opposed to when you download one, you can actually see the uh, 3D box art um of the game uh the lenticular card it does some little pattern so you can sort of see what it looks like in a in a a digital space and you'll have a little spinny coin which is the coin that comes with the physical uh media as well it shows you what um number the collector's edition is as well i've noticed as well yes yeah that's part of the nft thing isn't it Funnily enough, the uh, the version that they showed is number eighty one. I thought Tommy was going to get number one for everything. Well, I imagine this isn't his console, but yeah. Who's it? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, who's this? It? <laughs> yeah, I want it to be mine. Send it over. Send it over. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I've told you everything you need to know. Um, I mean, six minutes isn't too long, I suppose. But and then he goes into bits where he's like. This is how you buy a game. So basically, when you're in the certain genres, there might be games there that you want to download. They'll be in there. Yeah. So this is this is the part I really don't like about the whole oh, okay. thing. So um, the store seems to be integrated with the main games list. So if you are a child and you go, you buy an Amico on day one. Uh, say you don't have any games or you have a couple of games. So the only thing that signifies which titles you own are the ones which are listed my games. Mm-hmm. That's the only one where it absolutely makes it very clear these are the games that you own. Whereas if you go into featured or if you go into multiplayer games and you pick on a bubble which you do not own, you're immediately sent to a screen to buy it. And you saw how easy it was to buy the game. I, know I imagine there will free, be but... some kind of lock on it so kids can't buy. But I do understand what you mean. It reminds me, uh, and, and as you've said it, like that, it does remind me of when you're browsing Netflix, that's fine. But when you go yeah. and move over to browsing something like Amazon Prime, it's so annoying. You're like, oh, is, uh, like, for instance, we were looking up to see if Elf was on there for Christmas. It's like, oh, we found it. No, you have to buy it. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And they're all integrated into the same store. I mean, there is a button you can push so it only shows things, uh, um, only shows things that are, are part of your Prime membership. But it's still annoying because the search engine takes that away, and you you end up searching for films that aren't on there. Or they'll yeah. do something like my my kids started watching Pen- Pingu recently, which is ridiculous. It's literally the same episodes I watched that I think when I was a kid. Um, and they give you the first one, but then you have to buy the rest. Yeah, it's uh. it's a bit insidious and. We know how good people are at locking down their consoles because you see countless threads on consumer forums saying, my kid just spent £2,000 on FIFA Ultimate Team Points or my kid has spent £100 on Roblox or Gems on Clash of Clans, as you say. People will be, like, suckered in by this. Kids will circumvent this if kids care about the console enough. Um and uh, I think that's a potential PR nightmare in the in the workings. I mean, short-term profitable for sure, but I would like to know a bit more about Intellivision's and Amico's like, policies in terms of the, how the store is handled. Can you get refunds? Um, what does pre-orders look like? Um, because we know how much... Uh, sorry, I'm going to get get on the little soapbox here that's nice and comfy um because one of the things i really hate about steam nintendo or any digital marketplace the only people who seem to do it right from the outset was microsoft and that's a real shock to say um is when you get pre-orders or when you get digital purchases you are locked into that purchase and you know it took them a good few years 
to adopt a process where if you play less than two hours, you get the refund. And the only reason that ever happened is because it actually got challenged in the courts, the EU courts. Is Intellivision going to match its like family friendly um, like overturns exactly what it's trying to pitch itself as and allow customers the ability to refund the game if it was accidentally purchased or whether it's, you know, a pre-order item in which they no longer desire. Because we know that what the EU says, that, you know, the UK and EU laws are very strict on this. You need to allow for digital refunds. But we always know that companies don't do that until they get caught. Yeah. And get get taken to court. That's what Nintendo got recently. Yeah. That's my guess too. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah mm. I I think that's important. They need to be upfront about that because that's a selling point for something like this. You're trying to sell a console which is built for children, built for families. families you need yeah. to make it family friendly so that when people make mistakes, hey, no big deal. We can fix that. That's that's just my soapbox opinion. Yeah. I mean <laughs> um hmm there we go. I I I don't think there's really much else to say if I'm honest. Uh I mean, I, I think it genuinely looks quite nice, uh, but it is. Ooh, yeah, that's an interesting move, and you can see why they've done it. Um, yeah, where you go to these categories which have your games in them, and oh look, what's this game right next to the one that I own uh, that I don't own that's slightly faded out? Let's 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 put my cursor over it, play a little uh, demo video that shows what it is. Hmm, like, there it is, there it is. Because uh, when you turn on the Nintendo Switch. You have those trailers and, and, and uh, uh, enticements to go over to the, to the store, but that's in a different section than your actual games list. If I end up yeah. getting 100 games for the Amigo, um, is it going to show me like another 100 games I don't have? Like, I mean, I know we're talking the fact that the Amigo might not even have 200 games, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and or... I can just see myself, that is going to be the messiest, like... Yeah, it, it's got the potential to be like absolutely impenetrable to actually read it'll be like netflix right where with netflix without categories where you just have the sea of content and you don't know how to find what you're looking for because you know search functions are only as good as the tags that get put in so um i would like to know whether you could disable the games you don't own on the ui that's my number one question for this yeah yeah, because that resolves exactly what i said about things like refunds and accidental purchasing uh, and also, it means that the Miko isn't just a sea of content which I have to buy on top of a £250 console on top of whatever games I've already purchased. You know, that people care about that type of thing. I certainly do, especially yeah. when it comes to digital content, which has no tangibility. Indeed, indeed. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um... <laughs> yeah. And I can see why they're doing it, like I said. Um, and it, it, the, the, the big surprise. Surprising factor for me is if they do give the ability to to, to remove games that uh, you, you you don't own, take away the ability to actually see those. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. But anyway, yes, the user interface. Finally, people have been kicking off. We haven't seen the user interface. I don't know if anyone's ever moaned about that in the past on any other console. I feel like sometimes with the Amico, people are moaning for the sake uh, of moaning. People kind of moaned about it on PS5 because they didn't release the like user interface like video up until like a week before the thing launched and people are going hang on we didn't even know what this thing looked like it could just be awful to navigate for all we know i know microsoft puts a lot of uh emphasis on their user interface even though it's horrible um and i know people seem to love it compared to sony and i know like everyone's going to be in uh, just basically what console you prefer the most but thinking i mean i don't have many games on my playstation 5 maybe like less than 10 so it's not too hard just to see my list of games on the PlayStation 5, but I can see myself in the future with a massive list. And like the Switch, I'm just like, all it does is just basically put them in order or alphabetical order or most recent played or whatever else. I do like this idea of having games in, in, in set categories. Um, until the fact, until you end up getting a game that's about five different categories and you own 100 games and now it looks like you own 500 games and that's going to be the biggest list of games to go through. Yeah, Still, it, it it will be at least for multiplayer games. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. There we go. So hey, we can finally we've finally seen that. Who knows what they're going to show off next? Um, I really do feel like Amico are doing and television are doing this to to like you say to to, to shut people up. Yeah, right? it's 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 not about like advertising the product anymore. It's about you know 
almost kind of silencing the haters, and that's kind of I find I find that a bit sad because yeah, it's, it's a weird one. They should be focusing on the on the benefits of their platform, not on the basics. And that's yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. I've got to admit. Mm, yeah, fair dues, fair dues, cool. Uh, which finally brings us to the topic that I missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just a nice, a quick and cheeky one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Um, yeah, so. I've got a bit of a sticking point with NFTs, as you can probably you tell like from the past few few weeks. Of being... This man I... does not like NFTs. Yes, I, I am. I am that guy. Uh, <laughs> so I absolutely love this this idea for a mod. So uh, just to quickly describe: this is Doom, um, but instead of all of the demons, you are fighting the bored ape NFTs, and the to defeat them, you have to devalue them by taking. Uh, taking photographs of them all i.e right clicking and saving and which is really <laughs> I, I i recommend everyone do with an nft if you see an nft right click save it because you yeah. know that's 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 what you should do really um i just love the fact that uh i just love the fact that people are essentially protesting against this horrible scam in the way that <laughs> it deserves really um yeah. because we're already seeing like um the big companies, Ubisoft, Square Enix, have just come out in favour Everyone. of supporting NFTs. Everyone. Um, and, and, and massive shout out to, and I'm forgetting who they are, uh, the people that did the new Stalker game. They were going to do it. They got the feedback from everyone saying, oh, kicking off about NFTs like everyone does. And they've said, we've heard your feedback. We're not going to implement it. Fair yeah. play, guys. Fair play. Because you can, because I can see from a business point of view, there are benefits. Um, oh, there are definitely benefits. It's, yeah, it's if you look money. at the black and white of it. There are benefits, but that's a company there that's listened to the uh, listen to the fans, and I am now even more excited for Stalker because that's a company that uh, aren't just making a game by the numbers for the sake of making a game. They're they're someone that's listening to fan feedback from the beginning, um, and uh, I mean that that is officially nothing but a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, so hopefully. Um, other companies follow suit, but until then, we've got this stupid Doom mod where we can uh, uh, <laughs> take pictures of NFTs and download them ourselves. Uh, yeah, little, little middle finger to everyone out there that's making stupid money, stupid money for a stupid fad. I mean, do you think it's a fad? Uh, I don't think it's a fad. I do think it's here to stay. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I do feel like the current format, where it's like the gold rush of the Wild West days. I feel like that's the fad where yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get as I said a couple of weeks ago. All it takes is one kid. So one kid like invests or spends a lot of money on one of these things, loses all of it, and then suddenly it's all in the news. And then people call out for regulation. The government get involved. It all gets centralized. The complete binary opposite of what you what the NFT buyers actually want and the NFT sellers. Um, and then it just becomes another currency, which is devalued considerably. So, you know, have at it if you're into this. But to be honest, you it is just a Ponzi scheme at this stage. And any yep. gains that you get from it will be short term and very short lived. That's all I'm going to say. It's it's a scam. <laughs> it is. It is. You got this funny little Doom mod that you can. Uh, yeah. Take the piss out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there are six main topics that we're going to be chatting about this week. Uh, but that is not all, as always, because did you know there was a Sonic game coming out for mobile that looked pretty damn good, but Sega said no. And that yes. Sonic game was, well, just a Sonic demo. Uh, the team at uh, Nitrom, Nitrom Limited, actually released a game, uh, Super Leap Day, which is essentially this. Uh, without Sonic the Hedgehog, but um, now they've shown us what it was originally going to be. Let me turn down the volume. And uh, yeah, it's essentially, it's, it's hard to imagine this. So fair play to the people that actually made this happen. This is a Sonic game that plays like Sonic, but you go up rather than left and right. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it plays very, very nicely for a, um, for a, uh, for a mobile game. Hmm. So this was actually the prototype for their game Super Leap Day. Um, That's it, yeah. And so it's called Sonic Leap, and it was actually pitched to Sega, um, but unfortunately it didn't go- come to pass. Personally, I think this looks like a really good combination and the, the kind of thing that I would actually expect to see from like a mobile Sonic game, you know, one that isn't, you know, traditionally a Sonic yeah. Sonic title. I, 
it's such a shame because sometimes you see really good ideas like this one they they don't come to fruition and you just you all you can do is sit and wonder why I believe this would have been some sort of a hit, but I'm guessing it's not accessible enough to meet that mobile phone criteria. Looks My quite guess tricky. is because it's not that far removed from Sonic Jump. Jump, yeah. Which uh, doesn't look as good as this. No, no, it doesn't. This does look better. And um, I think that's why. I, I generally think that's why. You know, like Sega generally don't mind when people make like fan games or Sonic games. They're, they're the most their most prized possession the sonic the hedgehog but they have a problem with streets of rage they don't have a problem with streets of rage it's because they had another streets of rage game coming out basically or at least that, that was the plan for the future which is why they said no to the uh, streets of rage remake it's the same thing here they said no to this arguably better looking game because there's sonic jump um yeah. and i mean uh, again we're just guessing here but i'll be very surprised if it's not the case um this looks very nice um i i i think people seem to hate mobile phones simply because it's a mobile phone and yeah. i understand I'm, I'm in the same boat i'd rather play games with a physical controller but at the same time if a game like this came out for the uh like 3ds potentially and it was touchscreen people would be all over it but because it's on the on a phone people are instantly saying no 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 I think the mobile I think mobile phones potentially have the ability to be incredible systems and there probably are incredible games but unfortunately you only get advertised or you only ever hear about games that are those crappy play them for 5 minutes at a push puzzle games that you see on uh, Instagram as you're scrolling down it's just utter utter garbage there are some incredible games for that system that just they need good developers to be able to utilize uh, the controls correctly and this looks like a game that would utilize the controls correctly they didn't I, I i would never have guessed of them making a good 2d um mario game i think it's called super mario run it played really well really yeah. really well and it's the same with um they made another platforming game what was it the uh, ray rayman games i mean they were fantastic those were just like single button games and they did they did incredibly well fantastic really really nicely and this looks like it would have fit right up there with that super mario run and the the rayman mobile games um uh and it looks like it could i i think this could have been like when people always talk about what's a good mobile game pac uh, Pac man uh 265 or whatever it's called yeah Um, uh, I think this would have been up there with that. People, people know what a good game is. There just needs to be more of them, or at least put into the limelight a little bit more. Uh, unfortunately, we're never going to see this on the light of day, but at the very least, you can go and check out this company because their other game, Super Leap Day, is essentially this, reskinned. So go check that out. Definitely. Hmm. Hmm. There's my little rant over. That was me on my soapbox. There you go. <laughs> Hop on. <laughs> Let's talk about some D-makes. Get yes, your bingo cards out, guys, because we're chatting about D-makes. Starting yeah, off with... there you go. Bioshock Infinite for the SNES. Sorry, Americans. Let me say that again. SNES. So this looks really cool. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yeah, this one looks really neat. Uh, It's Bioshock Infinite, essentially mocked up in a Super Nintendo style. It's got a mixture of the clock tower um, kind of like narrative where the the characters talk at the top of the screen. But also Mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of like the Super Star Wars and like uh, Super Indiana Jones games. Yeah, it's definitely got that style, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like at first, it looks like just one of those video mock-ups, um, and probably it's, it probably works best when it's staged as a video like this. Mm-hmm. But um, there are moments where it actually does look like a classic 16-bit game, um, like when you when the game's actually in action. Mm-hmm. So you get that the run, you have to dodge the um, dodge the the songbird as it flies by and uh, tries to attack. Just love stuff like this. It just yeah, it's beautiful. Really well made and actually believable. Yeah. Well done, guys. Well done to 64 bits. Uh, that is uh, Bioshock Infinite for the SNES, but we're not over because you've got Mine Mine yeah. for the arcade slash Famicom slash NES. What you're looking at here or listening to here is essentially a mashup between Dig Dug and Minecraft. It Which kind yeah. of works. Yeah. You could reskin Dig Dug into Minecraft and you it would be the the same kind of thing but yeah. i like how the the screen scrolls down you could go deeper and deeper get get resources i don't it don't really understand what the total goal is but it seems to be like a point thing just go just, down as much as you can potentially yeah but i really like the way it's been presented here i could see this being released on like 
mobile marketplace or actually released as a game yeah yeah for sure it looks really really nice i like it yeah. uh they've taken the best elements uh or the most recognizable elements at least from uh minecraft my, my son's all about it at the moment so i'm seeing it a lot um and uh and what's quite crazy is i've got a, a dig dug quarter arcade machine so he's really into dig dug i think he's gonna love this <laughs> So, yep, there's that one. And finally, for our third um, demake, we've got a bit of Mega Man X being demade NES style. And I tell you what, if this game was a thing, I'd play it. I'd buy it because this looks good. Um, arguably better than the, what the Mega Man games look like on the NES. Ooh, yeah, I went there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it, it looks like Mega Man X, the, in my opinion, superior uh, Super Nintendo Mega Man games. Um, but like I say, for the NES. Um, it's essentially the same game, but everyone's just a little bit smaller. So there you go. I really do feel like that couldn't run on like real hardware. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> struggling to see that. Like, maybe it's our system. It's 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 a bit too good, isn't it? But I I, I like I do like it. I, maybe a Game Boy solid D make. But then it gets too zoomed out, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Mega Man X D make NES style. Oh yeah. Now let's play it. Let's talk about uh, a new game. Not really new, but another game coming to the Dreamcast. Fire Shadow Kickstarter. Games. Yes. Now <laughs> we've got the bingo. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think this is going to hit its goal. Do you? Uh, yeah, it's not looking good, is it? Um, $20,507 of, what is that? $1,666 or something? Yeah, um, so basically, uh, yeah, it's it's um, uh, from the Isle of Wight. They uh, they need £140,000, uh, um, and they've gained 15 So considerably low. Uh, 24 days to go. This is not a new game. This is very much like a Shinobi type game um already released uh, uh, digitally for things like the for steam and probably other platforms if you go looking um i mean it looks fine um but it, 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 it's, it's far from a new game i mean i i, I really do hope it hits its goal because it's always good when things like this do make their way over to the dreamcast and the dreamcast is a fantastic system with great hd hd out capabilities it's essentially a naomi arcade system but for the home um so i love it when stuff like this happens and this looks like a good arcade game that would play quite nicely um and shout out to every youtuber that i know being in the actual description of the kickstarter people like uh, uh sega lord x retro gamer boy there's loads of cool people in here um uh retro faith um met up with retro faith a few times actually great youtuber and they're all shouting out about it and like i said i hope it happens but i don't think it will uh not, at least not with this kickstarter um I i've got to say we're going to see this again i've got to say how very dare they <laughs> i'm looking through the kickstarter rewards and 85 pound is what you'd need to spend to get the powell version of the physical release which is the awful blue boxes <laughs> so you're essentially paying more for a worst case um you know, if anyone uh, lives in a power region and gets the Dreamcast box, you'll know what I mean. See, you know what's happened over the last few years for me is uh, the excitement of, oh, a new Mega Drive game or a new Dreamcast game is coming. I don't care what it is. I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, that, that's sort of faded a bit more for me now because it's happening at least monthly, almost weekly. Would you spend £85 yeah. pounds on Shadow Gangs? Definitely not. No, I, w I wouldn't even pay for it if it's like a, an actual Sega release. I wouldn't, I'm not spending that amount of money on it. Um, because you know, if I go onto Steam right now, I was now, about to go and have a look myself. Yeah, uh, so let's have a look 25% off on Steam, wow. and it is it's 14.99 with that, and that's 25% off. So it's a 20, uh, 20 pound game, yeah. So you're paying 85 pound for a more limited version of that. I would personally. Uh, pay up to 40 at a push 50 for a physical yeah. Dreamcast version of this game. It's pretty much double where it needs to be. Uh, like I say, it looks fine. It is quite literally Shinobi with guns. So I suppose, um, yeah, it looks really nice. It's got positive reviews, but only 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's not saying anything, really. It's just... You know, I, I don't expect this game to do gangbusters in terms of numbers. I mean, there's just no chance for it to like stand yeah. out amongst, you know, things like Streets of Rage 4. But it really does. I don't know. When I look at it, it really just does look like a smoothed over Mega Drive ROM. Mm -hmm. 
And what you can I, do, though, and fair play to the people that are actually doing this. Uh, I mean, they're, they're probably putting that 85 down because that's what they need to get to be able to make this a reality. And that's, if that's what they need to get, that's what they need to get. There's, you know, yeah. as much as I'm saying it's too expensive. If that's what they need, that's what they need. Uh, but fair play to them. Um, this might hurt them, but they actually have technically put the game, or I don't know if it's the game or the demo, where you can actually download it uh, from a Mega NZ file uh, uh, site from the mega.com. Um, to play on your Dreamcast, <laughs> so you can get your own copy for free, or pay eighty five pound and let them give it to you. Yeah, um, that's hurt them doing that, but it's a very respectable thing to have done. I just feel like they could have they could have like um, done like a singular physical release where it's just the single jewel case and spread their costs a bit more, you know, evenly. I know mm-hmm. people like me do want like the power release because that that case is both obsolete and hilarious and a big intrinsic intrinsic part part of my nostalgia but um in reality people just people do want to support these things and i get it but if you price yourself out then people aren't going to do it it's 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 too much it's too much mega drive games which definitely cost more to make produce on physical cartridge and not 85 pound a pop yeah i mean currently there are only 12 backers of that pal version with the blue case okay and they've limited it to 100 people, but I don't think that's going to run out. Uh, yeah. Mm. Dreamcast Digital Edition. Okay, so the Mega NC files were something completely different then, I assume, because you can buy it as a digital game. Uh, again, digital. I want to get to how much. Of, uh, okay. It's physical for a normal one, £45. That's actually not too bad. Yeah, which is fair enough. But um, 85 for us UK peeps, we got screwed. That we did, that we did. But we've always been screwed with Dreamcast cases. And as much as we've been screwed with Dreamcast cases and Sega Saturn cases, I love them. I love them. But actually, the Americans got screwed over with the Sega Saturn cases, didn't they? Emmy's saying here, the blue jewel case for the Dreamcast are immensely better than the other jewel cases for the Dreamcast. Yes, as long as you don't ever drop one or... Or breathe on it too heavy. Yeah, as long as you, like... (laughs) As long as it stays in the same shelf for the past three decades, you're good. <laughs> so many of mine are cracked. I reckon I could get all of my... I've got maybe 60, 70 Dreamcast games. If I put yeah. them down, maybe half of them have got hinges missing or cracked off or whatever. So I have a sealed copy of Jet Set Radio. Um, nice. So I bet you if I open that game, the ring, the, the spindle for the disc will be broken. I bet you. It, oh God, it doesn't yeah. even feel loose. I bet you it'll be broken because that's just what happens to those things. They're awful, mm. awful boxes. They are, but I love them. And they're not the Sega Saturn boxes, which could, which is the uh, could be worse scenario. They are because <laughs> I've got um, from Limited Run a it's 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 actually ridiculous. A what game was it? It was Panzer Dragoon. So the Switch cartridge is no bigger than the top of your thumb, and they put it inside a Sega Saturn case. Which yeah. is bigger than a DVD case. It's it's so stupid. It has this insane foam piece of fo- that piece of foam in there. With a little try a little rectangle in the middle cut out for you to put in the switch. It, it's so funny. Um, I love that they do it because it's so ridiculous. Uh, and yes, I I put it down too heavy on the on the um. I was, I was stacking up all my games. I was being a bit heavy handed, and yeah, it broke the hinge. I'm like, my god. Well, I suppose that's just the way it goes. It did. I, I've generally got. I had to super glue the hinge back together on my limited run version of um, uh, what's it called, Panzer Dragoon. Now, don't get me wrong. If you keep them in great condition, they look great and so much better than the US or Japanese counterparts in terms of the actual bot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nigh on impossible to do so. So I would much rather have a standard jewel case, which I can replace with fifty p purchases down a charity shop, because there's always that one good box you can get from there. You know. Absolutely. Um, it's weird, isn't it, how PlayStation never had a problem? You don't oh. have broken hinges on the original PlayStation. Oh, they had problems. The original? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, they had problems. Well, it's just the um, the way the clasping mechanism would go over into the little plastic, because you had that matte plastic and then the, the outer plastic. That would break constantly. Uh, when I worked in game, we'd see nothing but broken boxes. On those. Oh wow! I'm yeah. looking at my except for like cracks on the actual like the face, like line cracks. All my PlayStation games, I think they're literally not one broken hinge. 
Yeah, uh, the long boxes for um, play, original PlayStation in the States, that a lot of those were cardboard. We didn't ah, yeah, have yeah. the long boxes here. Uh, I think we only got one or two, mostly as like collector's editions for things like Final Fantasy VIII. Mm. Um, but they, we had long boxes for the Sega Saturn, of course, and they were the worst boxes ever designed. I don't know um, if I've ever, ever held one. I've seen one at a convention, but I don't think I've ever actually held an original. Should I go and get one? one. <laughs> you want it? You want Very it? quickly. Whilst I moan about how much I don't like Sega Saturn uh, long cardboard boxes i don't think they're very good what other ones like mega drive only 16-bit era those were nice clamshell boxes besides sonic and knuckles which i understand why they went down that route but even that that eventually got a clamshell release if i'm not mistaken um but yeah uh the super nintendo it's hard to find those intact these days uh the glue for the sega saturn long boxes was the worst glue in the history michael towns mate you are not wrong you are not wrong that was oh my god I sold most of my Sega Saturn collection, unfortunately, when I um, went full-time as a YouTuber. But yeah, so many that had slipped down. Um, and then it would always... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, but I think, I think my copy of Tomb Raider did that. I think my copy of Tomb Raider. But yeah, um, I suppose, actually, annoying thing about the PlayStation is they had so many different styles. You had the, like, the uh, ones which are like this, where you can fit like several games in there. And then you had the normal ones. And then like, Die Hard Trilogy is like smaller case to the Wipeout 2097 ones. All over the place. What have you got for us, Grizzly? So, just to keep on topic, here's a copy of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. So, this is, uh, yeah, really nice game, really not bad condition. But you can see, potentially, let me just bring up my, my view here, because it's kind of hard to illustrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of see in the view that there's like a ripple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the lines down there. That is because this is two sheets of plastic with cardboard waxed, wax sealed onto the plastic. So when you open it, this happens. Oh, it's and there's no, no way to, to avoid that. Um, and then the disc, this is the worst part, by the way. The disc is put up top on this spindle here. And of course, if you have multiple disc games, they would go. So if you can imagine what happened if that disc spindle broke. It just rattles. Like that, just like that, all the way down, scratching on this nice matte plastic, and it just ruins the game. And the game basically just fell apart in my hands there, as you can see. Um, I didn't really. I people listening, uh, Grizzly's having a fight with his Sega Saturn copy of Mortal yeah. Kombat Three. So this is what happens. This is destined for all Sega Saturn games. There's the lovely sticker of the the wax finish there. Now wow. we're going to try and put it back together. Um, likewise. These are the long boxes. So this is yeah, what I've got you a load would of those. get. So this is for the Sega Mega CD in here in the UK. But also these were the American Sega Saturn boxes. And then you get the hinges doing that all the time. Mm. Otherwise, a really nice condition game. And then you would have <laughs> you would have like a foam piece just to keep the disc in, which is completely unnecessary if you just use normal jewel case. Yeah, so, it's really bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And there it is. Those would be really nice condition games if it wasn't for the fact that they uh, the boxes were designed by... I, I don't want to say, because, uh, yeah, it boggles the mind to what yeah. they were thinking. Right, let's move on to the final topic, uh, yeah. because we've gone well off topic. Um, <laughs> let's look at Sunsoft, who's looking to remake its retro game catalogue like everyone says they're going to. Let's just hope that this one actually does. I mean... Hey, if it goes ahead, it's dling, nothing but a good thing. Fixed um, it, by the way. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I mean, I, it'd be nice. I haven't really got much to... Until it actually happens, it, it, this could just be PR of them saying, oh, we're going to do it. Like, okay, let's see the proof in the pudding, you know? Yeah, so Sunsoft, I liked a lot of the stuff they came out with. Um, they did a lot of, like, uh, licensed stuff, and a lot of their games become incredibly rare, a bit further oh, down some, the line. Yeah, so. yeah. So let's have a look at Sunsoft games. Um, so what kind Firepower of... 2000, I remember I played that quite yeah. a bit. Didn't you have like a Baku Baku as well for Sega Saturn? Uh, yeah, that's them. I forgot that was uh, them. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Got Blaster Master. Let's, let's go to the Mega Drive here. That's what we want to Blaster Master's already been remade though, hasn't it, if I'm mistaken? I think so, yeah. Uh, Sunsoft, Sunsoft. And um, from what I understand, it's uh, uh, very much well-respected. 
Yeah, they did stuff like Aero the Acrobat, the Tasmania games for Game Boy, Super Nintendo, Days Before Christmas. They had some really like obscure stuff, the kind of stuff that you would see on like emulation lists and probably overlook. Um, but then they also did a lot of like Looney Tunes, Hanna Barbera, cartoon games, Hawky Pigs Haunted Holiday. Yeah, um, I don't think they're going to be doing yeah. that. I mean, they, I, I can a lot see of interesting stuff. Like way forward, Mr. Gimmick, and then Mr. G- them doing something insane with that because. They would, yeah, they, would... they had um, a Chameleon Twist as well, which is like a, a bit of an unsung classic on the N64, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, just completely ignored. And they did a lot of like re-releases for like classic Square titles. You know, they, they're quite prolific in their own little right, but definitely a third party developer. I mean, they, they could potentially go down with this because if I was a, an indie developer, I, I, I'd run to them and say, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Um, and they haven't got a lot going on, so they could potentially go down this route. But like I say, I, I, I want to see some proof. Um, um, I'm hoping they're getting inundated with people saying, let me do Mr. Gimmick or Uf- Ufario. Uh, no, that's not yeah. how you say it. Ufaria? Ufaria. Uh, I hope it's a ha- real thing. More Blaster Masters is always, uh, very much always welcome. Um, so, yeah. And... Uh, It'd be a nice way for them to bring it back, and I, I think that's a company that definitely deserves it. Hey, you know, we got things like Wild Guns Reloaded, so why can't we get stuff like this? Yeah, there's clearly a lot of love for some for some of their games, as you say, like Blaster Master, Initial D, um, mm-hmm. you know, Clock Tower. Uh, they were big on. Oh, they yeah. did a lot of uh, they did a lot of the Japanese only uh, stuff for Capcom. Um, they, there's a lot that they could re-release, uh, a lot of licensed stuff that they can't. I'd just be curious to see what they come back with. But yeah, Gimmick would be really cool to see in some official capacity again. Because that's a bit of an unsung classic for the NES up until recently, where now it's just incredibly rare and expensive to find. So that'd be nice Mm. to have access to. Um, And then also, they they, looking at this list, they worked on a game called Freedom Force, uh, which is great (laughs) for the NES. Well, let's hope something actually comes from this, because... uh... Well, we at the moment just said all we know is the fact that they want this to happen. Yeah, and they're asking people to come up with a list of games they want. So, see above Sunsoft. Yeah, come on, Sunsoft, get it done, get it done. Yes. And retro uh, indie developers out there, you know what to do. You know what? To do. <sighs> awesome. Well, guys, I think that means that we've got to the end of the podcast. Um, first one of the year. Think it went all right? Yeah, I think so. I think a nice way to ease us into twenty twenty two. So. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Hit that outro. Much love. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time